one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. An amnesis. Noun. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. The situation in this small settlement is much stranger than even originally thought. The creatures attacking townsfolk is one thing, but there's something else sinister in the village laying in wait. Can they figure out the connection before it's too late? Biology is examined, voices are consulted, and personal considerations are made. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory continue to uncover deadly secrets. The sun is starting to set in Mirith. You arrived here in the early evening, rested, had some dinner, and are now trying to put some pieces together of this strange situation of the creatures who are attacking and poisoning some of the people here. Jor, you are heading out to try to find a couple of the other townsfolk. Yes. Who are you heading to first? I'm going to go to the herbalist first. Okay. You head to Haron's house. And just as Noah said, it was not hard to find. There is a large garden plot that uh, is taking up a, a good portion of this area and a very plain looking house kind of attached to that area. It is not the typical cottagecore witchy vibe. It is much more neatly cared for and everything is very minimalist and very clearly organized in a specific way. You go up and knock, I assume? Mm-hmm. From inside, you hear a raspy older voice. Go away! Oh, sorry. Um, why? I don't like visitors. Aren't you the town herbalist? I'm the town gardener who happens to have a knowledge of herbs. Oh, good. Then you're exactly who I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> I don't want anyone to be looking for me. Uh, that's fine. I'm not looking for you to find you specifically. Oh, uh, that sounded terrible. I need your knowledge or at least your um, input on a certain individual who um, passed away. Uh, we have a friend that has a similar problem with a big beastie with tentacles that poison and make for the sad time. Could you chat about it for a minute? Would that be Okay. There is silence for a moment, and Brex kind of looks down at you like, what is going on? And after another moment or two, the door cracks open just a little bit, and you see a shorter man standing there. What? Um, hi, I'm Jory, your 
Hadrum? Yes. Uh, yes. So I understand that you attended to somebody previously who had been attacked and passed away uh, within a day by some creature that no one has seen before. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, well, we have somebody who's in a similar position, and I'm just hoping to find out what didn't work so that we can not do that. Who? Just a traveler. Their eyes, like, narrow. A traveler? Yes, just kind of passing through, but um, unfortunately, we encountered one of the same little beasties kind of far outside of town on the way. We don't have much time, it sounds like, so if there's any information you can give me, like if you could go back in time and tell yourself something when you were working on the last person, what would you say? And I can take that information and get out of your hair, because clearly you, you really don't like people to say hello. You are... a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ripping off a band-aid. All you have to do is tell me. I have no idea. I'll go away. <laughs> Absolutely nothing worked. Did anything work less poorly than anything else? I was able to vaguely keep him comfortable with a little bit of bone fern. Kept him from feeling cruddy. I see. You're gonna die anyway, so here's less pain sort of thing. Well, I didn't know he was gonna die at the time. But it worked for the pain. I guess. Okay, anything else you would pass along to your past self? Stay out of the woods. Ah, that's helpful. Thank you. I'll leave you alone now. It was nice to meet you. And the door slams. Okay. That two inches. I didn't even know you could slam a door with that little space, but I learned something new today. <laughs> I will back away slowly out of the very pretty garden and head to find Galkin. You got some directions as to where Galkin lived. Hmm. When you arrive, it is a smaller house, clearly one that is kind of like rough-hewn wood and stone. A little bit of Numenera here and there, but pretty low technology. You go up and knock, and there is no answer. Hello? Anybody inside? Can I see anything lit that might indicate somebody's there? There's no fire in the fireplace. Doesn't seem like there's any glow globes or candles lit. I'll knock again and then kind of peek a little bit further in because my worry becomes, what if this person got hurt too and is just dead on the floor? Pessimism at its best. You peek in the window, you don't see anybody. Would I have something to write on? Because I'm going to leave a note. Sure. Okay. I will just say, questions about a beastie that causes death, urgent. Please come to in if have information. Love, Jory. <laughs> I'll put it on the door. You stick it in the door frame so it's like sticking out and you can head back to the inn then. <sighs> that was vaguely fruitful, Brex. What do you think? Brex just shrugs. Yeah, that seems about right. Oh well, time to hurry back then. You head back. I will look toward the woods just to kind of see because now it makes me nervous. See if there's any rustling. The forest is kind of like off to one side of the town. And there's a low stone wall that borders the village on that side, mm -hmm. just kind of like to create a boundary. And from here, it doesn't seem much out of the ordinary. Nothing more than a forest, it seems, at least from this distance. Okay. Back I go then. Back at the inn. Smallrin has made sure that Javi and Ahira have made their way upstairs. Nehemiah has helped Noah calm down. And by this point, the other 
members of the second group that you found have all kind of like gone back up to their rooms and started to relax for the rest of the night and bed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah would probably eventually just out of awkwardness start helping Noah clean things up sure. since he's very clearly comfortable, you know, just hanging out here until Jory gets back at least. Sure. He'll keep an eye out the window as well, just watching their backs. Absolutely. As you're watching out the window, you do see someone approaching the inn. Mm-hmm. A older woman, mm-hmm. not elderly, but graying hair sure. and taller stature comes up and opens the door and then goes straight up to Noah and starts having a conversation. She seems to be making sure that she's doing okay. This person is asking if no one needs anything and also kind of just seems to be concerned about the situation at large. Gotcha. As I hear their conversation wrap up, I'll kind of approach. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but overhear. Um, have you had run-ins with these um, uh, Tarza as well? A bit. You're passing through, is that correct? Yeah, just, um, you know, only plan on staying a night or so, just getting off the road a bit. Um, we got some folks heading up towards Kai. Of course. My name is Elder Brawl. I've served a, a bit as a leader here. We don't really have the infrastructure for a mayor or anything like that, but uh, I've at least been the person that people look to over time. Gotcha. Unfortunately, on the way into town, we had a run in with one of those things. Um, one of ours got uh, got got by it and they're upstairs fighting, whatever it is. Those things need to be dealt with and soon. Uh, any idea where they could have come from? I'm a well-traveled soul. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm guessing somewhere deep in the forest, I've not been in there recently myself. That is not my brand of doing things. I'm not a hunter or a trapper or a trader, but that seems to be the most logical place that they could be coming from. Hmm. But my theory is that they have a taste for certain people. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that. I know Noah's husband was seemed to be singled out by it. So was ours. It went I mean, we were traveling in a group and it went right for her. There have been a a handful of other people that have had that happen too. Um, Uh, I am hesitant to ask any survivors. Your silence is speaking a lot of volumes right now. I'm sorry. It's okay. Hey, I ain't here for lies. No, we haven't had any survivors yet. I'm a bit better traveled than some of the others were with. If they lose her, this will be the first time, and that's hard. I'm sorry. So it goes. My theory is that it's the same way that, you know, certain insects will go after certain people, you know, the kind that, you know, buzz around and bite you and Mm -hmm. just taste your blood, you know? Something about them. Reasonable explanation as any I've heard. Which comes to about none, so... So it is. (sighs) All right. Thank you very much. You uh, have yourself a good night. You as well. And uh, if you are in fact looking into this, I would be very grateful for it. Yeah, well, we can't stay long, but we'll see what we can do. I want to try and find Small Ren. The minute that he turns and starts to look for her, uh, 
<laughs> she pops up and taps him on the shoulder. <laughs> I was going to skip you this time. <sighs> Smallrin. Yes? What if we found the head? Do you think you might be able to reverse engineer? I know it's been dead a minute, but you think you might be able to reverse engineer something if we could find it. At the very least, I would have an opportunity of examining the poison itself rather than just the symptoms. Mm. Didn't Tahira take samples? I think they did. We'll see whether they have anything from the head or the tentacles. I would assume so. Alright, yeah, let's check there. Back upstairs. <laughs> Getting our flights in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta get those steps. Gotta get those steps. You make your way back up the stairs and knock on the door. To hear answers. Yes? The samples that you took from the creature when it attacked, did you take any from the head, specifically the tentacles? Yes, I do have a small section of one of the tentacles that I did take from it. Would you mind if I looked at it? Absolutely. And they actually closed the door for a moment and then after 30 seconds or so, open it back up and guide you to the table where they have all their samples kind of set out where they had been examining them. How's Javi doing? She is now laying down in mm -hmm. bed. Looks miserable. Yeah. Nehemiah will gently sit on the edge of the bed because he is no good at the table. <laughs> Fair. Smaller and you take a look at the samples. There's a little bit of everything. A couple of the scales from like the more reptilian part. There's a small piece of one of the tentacles. There's one of the eyeballs. So you're looking at the tentacle. So basically Smallrin is looking to see whether there's any sort of poison gland, any sort of like if there's anything that is inherent to the tentacles, like to the sample that was taken, that she would be able to work off of and potentially kind of have enough venom that she can experiment with it. There wasn't any sort of like gland or anything that was harvested, but with the tentacle itself, you would be able to extract at least enough to get some information about it. Not enough to try and create some sort of antidote, mm. but enough to get more information. Go ahead and roll me intellect level four. Espionage? Specifically for poisons, yes. I'll spend for a point of effort. So you gotta roll three or better. Success with a 14. Nice. Beautiful. You extract a little bit of the toxin that was still kind of left in the tentacle. And looking at it, you do see there is like a little barb in between each of the little suckers that's on this section of it. And after mixing it, what you could extract with a few different things and just kind of trying to carefully get some information on it. This is a very specific biological agent. This is something that is meant to attack something very specifically. This is not a general toxin. This is not like, oh, this is just the same kind of neurotoxin you would find in this kind of creature. I've worked with enough poison masters to know when it's not general, it's designed. Yes. And given what it reacts with, it seems like it would only have a reaction under a very specific set of circumstances. She has taken all of this back to her in Brex's room, I think, to, uh -huh. to work in, in private with Nehemiah. And is working on the poison, looking at it very closely, sits and thinks for a minute, and then gets up and goes to her pack 
and opens it and pulls out the collar and is just going to examine the collar more closely. It doesn't seem to be something that is sending commands. It doesn't have anything on it that seems like it would interact with the creature wearing it. There's no sensors or areas that would like make any sort of sound or it didn't seem to be connected physically other than being around its neck to the creature. One of my special abilities is called training and precision and I'm trained in all esoteries. Is there anything about this that would make me think that it's anything more than just a piece of Numenera? This is not something that you feel has been affected by anything like like would be a nano. Okay style okay. thing. This is not your wizard in a tower making weird things. Yeah. Smallrin is going to hold the collar up very, very close to her ogrim orb eye and just kind of through her link with it. I would like you to focus in as closely as possible and we are going to go over every inch of this and see what there is to see. Every detail, you understand? And you get kind of like that very excited feeling of, ooh, 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 yes, 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 task. Very interesting. It loves a job. <laughs> it loves a job. Go <laughs> ahead and roll intellect perception, level four. Smallrin has pulls back. You can spend Smallrin has pulls back, and intellect is what she's meant for. Ooh, failure with a two, though. Ooh. This feels important, so I'm going to use my late inspiration to retry a task I failed. I think my okay. Ogrim Orb gets a little overexcited, but I'm able to try to get it back on track. And you get it with an asset as well for retrying that. Success with a 17. I will, for once, forego the plus one damage. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't apply anyway. <laughs> Although the collar seems to be non-functioning right now as you start going over every single detail of it. This seems to be some sort of, not quite a tracker, not in the way that it would be like, oh, where is this thing going and can I keep track of it? But more like a counter. This is meant to say whether or not this creature has done something. Was it's it successful in something? Yes. It's not meant to transmit anything, but it's meant to kind of like click every time something happens, and then whenever the animal returns, they'd be able to see. Correct. Hmm. Am I able to see, because I would assume it would be like a reset every time they send it out kind of thing. Am I able to tell what the count is on this one currently? Two. Whoever's sending these isn't tracking them, but they are counting how many people they attack. That's ghoulish. It is a venom in that this animal seems to produce it, but it's more like a poison that was specifically designed to do something, target someone. It's the sort of thing I might have seen created for a particular job. If you needed to take someone out with a particular amount of finesse, or who had a specific weakness, huh. there's a reason that these things are attacking certain people. I don't know what it is. Okay. But whoever is sending them isn't doing it at random. So if we want to try and save Javi, what we really need to figure out is what is the link between Javi and whoever else was taken out by this thing. We need to know what it is they're targeting about her. I don't suppose you can figure that out from the poison itself. Not with the amount I have here. You think it's worth going back and 
digging up the body. Whoever this is, if they realize that it's missing, they may have gone back for it already. I would imagine they don't want anyone examining it too closely. Maybe. But it would be worth seeing if it's still there. Alright, let's head out. I'll leave a note for Jory, and hopefully we'll run into them on the way. Yeah, you leave a note for Jory, but as you are kind of mm-hmm. starting to head out, Jory and Brex come back to the inn. Actually, I did have one thing that I was kind of doing right before we walk in the door. Okay. Okay, I'm going to flop down on the ground. Hello, friend. <sighs> yes! <laughs> ground voice. Will you ever... You really don't have to... I'm not in the ground. I know. It's just more comfortable down here. And I associate right. it with you. So I have a question. <laughs> so we, we have this thing that's chasing around uh, some people and tentacling them. And then they die in a very short period of time, say a day. Is this in any way familiar? Where they come from? What their goal in life is? What kind of poison they use or venom? Anything like that. Can you can you narrow down what it is you're asking? I'm really bad at that, though. <laughs> um, shucks. Let's see. How does one heal a venom from this terrible creature that attacked our friend. There's a pause as your connection to this being in the data sphere (laughs) thinks and searches. You don't. I do not like that answer, which is fine. Uh, okay. Does, is that a, you don't in like a, there's just no way anybody has figured out through to this point, or that there can't be a way, because it's fatal 100% of the time. Assuming you meet the requirements that it has designated, then yes, it will be fatal. Okay. I think that's all I can ask, then. I could give you more information, I just need to know what I'm looking for. Oh, um, okay, alright. Are they typically trained, or do they just randomly attack? This is the last thing I think I'm going to be able to do before this connection goes. Okay. These things are able to search out something called a cinemar. A cinemar duplicate. It's a, a a parasitic being that is able to live within a person and eventually takes over their body. So you're saying anybody who has died has one of these things inside them already? Yes. Oh. So wait, what is it that died? Is it the parasite or is it the host? Or is it both? Sounds like both. There is not separating them at that point. Thanks, I hate it. Okay. And you feel that connection start to kind of crackle and wane a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you so much, voice. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Are you doing well? <laughs> you do not get the answer. <laughs> I should have asked. I will stand up slowly. At which point you then run into Nehemiah and Smallrin coming out of the door. Hi. Hey. The only thing I can think of is to get rid of the parasite. <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, well, most of what I left is, you know, the herbalist was useless and I couldn't find the hunter anywhere. Uh, we know they're coming from the woods and we know they are actually going after some kind of parasite in these people that's already melded with them for some reason somehow. And so there's no way to separate them. But I feel like maybe if you separate the parasite from the host, which is our friend, maybe the venom will stick to the parasite of some kind? Um, what do they call it? All right, I need you to go back to the middle just a little okay. bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Okay. Can we just go ahead and just say that Jory explains yes. everything? That yeah. way we're not yes. rehashing perfect. Yes. Okay. 
Do I have any idea what a Cinnabar duplicate is? Go ahead and roll like a either history or like if you have anything involving otherworldly beings. This would be untrained difficulty. Five. Okay. Oh, success with a 15. You've heard of Cinnamar before, but mm-hmm. you didn't really think of them as parasites necessarily. Okay. You always heard stories about them as this kind of race of outlaw entities from some other either place or mm-hmm. dimension. And you always heard them in a scenario where they're able to avoid detection by other humans by perfectly replicating someone. Huh. But what Jory's describing is kind of more like something that is inside them that then takes over. That doesn't necessarily mean that one is wrong or right. Stories kind of take different forms over the course of being told in an oral tradition, but you have definitely heard of something like this before. Nehemiah squenches his face up and just kind of like hits the side of the building. Okay, this lines up though with what Noah said, husband got quiet, got calm, a little too easy to get along with. (sighs) Beyond the bells, okay. It also said that there's no cure. There wouldn't be a cure. It's kind of almost impossible to tell. I mean, actually, so GM, further question, if there's no real way to tell, how do we know they exist? Most of what you heard are kind of like folk tales and stuff. Sure. There are some stories that say like, eh, they just want to exist, but also it's just kind of like they want to advance their race. Like they Mm. were on the run from something and they're just trying to do that. But while it's hard to tell that like they exist within a human that has been taken over, Mm. they stay docile to try and keep that there until like everyone in an area might be taken over. Um, But then they do tend to get violent and uh, a little more conquesty. Once they have a larger group. Gotcha. And a lot of the stories talk of a long lashing tongue that grows inside the person that can then be used to infect more Ooh, I don't love that. People. Didn't like that at all. Jor, you trust this information completely. Yep, I do. All right, new game plan. Mm. We are all sticking together throughout the rest of this. Uh, we don't know if any of the others have been infected as well. I honestly don't love that we've left Tahira alone that long either because for all we know, things are progressing with them as well. I don't know how much of our hand we want to play because we could end up in danger. So here is my recommendation. We hold up together tonight. We leave first thing in the morning. I think we need to find whoever put collars on these things. Someone knows that these Cinemar duplicates are here and is intentionally targeting. And is doing so quietly. They must be somewhat nearby. Well, we can go in the woods. Could it be the hunter? Could be. Wasn't at home. That's as good a thought as any for sure, but I'm not about breaking in. And here's the thing, I want to know for sure who we're talking to, because if we tell the wrong person, we could end up in a fight and we could end up in the same situation. What if I just ask it to leave Harvey? I think it's too late for that. Well, maybe there's some sense of, um, I don't know, some moral code? That, um, oh, I could tell it that if it leaves Javi and it dies and Javi lives, then Javi is still a good vessel for another one of their kind. I mean, it's a lie, 
because we'd want to protect her, but um, maybe it would... I don't think that this is the kind of being can be reasoned with. I know. Yeah, these things tend to occupy an area. Honestly, a little concerned about how long our friend has been infected. Actually, I can figure that out, I think. I want to talk to Radius. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of just like pop back inside. They're still sitting at a table. Hey, Radius. Yes. Question for you. Um, has Javi been acting stranger than normal recently? Any big changes in personality? Not to my observation. She's always been exuberant and bubbly. Here's the question. Considering I seem to know a bit about these things, can mm-hmm. they infect non-organics? No. All right. I need a level with you because there's something going on here. We have reason to believe that Javi is a Cinemar duplicate. I've only heard vague stories of such things. They are an invasive species from somewhere else. Um, apparently they are good at kind of hopping in, getting to a colony type situation, infecting other people, and then moving from there. We have reason to believe that the targeting that is going on with the creatures, they're going after them. The situation here in Mirith has been going on for far longer though. It's not like Javi exactly would have brought it here. my concern. I'm wondering if Javi picked it up somewhere else and has been incubating. They react very well. They just kind of, you know, ride along until they find an opportune moment to strike. Maybe they were going to Key to try and build up a bit of a commune there. And this is just very bad luck for it. All right, well, I've been hired to keep them safe, so I will make sure that the situation is handled appropriately. All right, we're trying to sort out what the best way to do is. Like, I'm trying to keep this quiet because if we say things too loud, I don't if If this problem has been brewing here for this long, we don't know how many people in town have been affected. I will also say, Nehemiah, you, Again, they're stories, but you've only ever heard about infecting humans. Okay, here is probably safe. Probably. I pass that information along. The others of your companions, they need to, at the very least, continue to keep their distance from Javi. I imagine if something had happened along the road, you all would have noticed. So they're probably still okay, and Tahir has been the only one to be alone with them since this started. But... I'll do my best to keep quiet about this, or at least do so subtly. Yeah. We're gonna do a little bit of poking around, I reckon. Try and see what we can sort out here in town, but we don't know who here is aware of the situation and just keeping quiet. Understood. And Radius gets up from the table and heads upstairs. I'll venture back outside. Shouldn't we find Oban? Oban is gone. He's laying a false trail, at least according to him. Here's my question for you all. There is an ongoing infection here. As far, we are the only ones who have been around each other. We know we are safe. He's been gone. That's my concern. Yeah. So, do we want to dig deeper into this, or do we want to get out of here? If we dig deeper into this, we all put ourselves at a pretty serious risk. And as much as I want to help these folk out, this ain't what we're here for. I don't want to leave. I want to help these people. But you could probably guess that. I'm down for helping these people. I am. But it's your brother that's at risk. I know, but I think he would want me to help these people. 
Smallrin? I'll just point out that we can't help your brother if we're dead. You raise a strong point. That being said, I'm here to help. Aww. You. I'm here to help you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can just think if it was us, and I don't know, say we had Tana with us, and, and, and there was a group of people who knew the truth, and yet still left and didn't say anything and didn't try to help. I don't know. I, why don't we try, at least as long as Harvey's alive, and see if there's anything, any other clues we can dig up in that time. We'll stay together and we'll brainstorm and we'll play it safe, but let's not give up just yet. Let's okay. try to find Galkin. Maybe check the woods. If we're not infected, we don't have to fear these things ourselves. You're not wrong. All right. Well, I'm wondering if maybe this thing has engineered it so that it's trying to keep the problem contained. Right, exactly. These things aren't running through town. It's just around the borders. I wonder if these things are like guard dogs trying to keep the problem in. Which means... It's likely someone with a connection here. They don't want to wipe out the entire town, which would be a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. They're being sentimental. I wonder who we could trust to ask, but that's the thing. The answer is nobody until we know how these things are, are sniffing them out. Oh, into the forest we go. Into the woods. And home before dark? It's already dark, <laughs> I think. It's, 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 it's at least golden hour. I was going to say, you all are, are heading into the woods. I, like, it is easily sunset by now. Like, it is getting dark. It is nighttime at this point. Are you going into the woods now? It's okay if you are. I'm just curious. Yeah, I think we're going to take a look and see what we can find. You grab your things, gear up, get your glow globes, mm -hmm. and start heading to the outskirts of the village where the edge of the woods are and start making your way through the trees as they grow thicker and thicker into mm -hmm. the forest. Mm. Oh, hello. <laughs> I wish <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode 107 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on X and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Xander, Elliot, and Keith for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about our show. You can also find our hosts on X, myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. We also might be transitioning some of these accounts over to Blue Sky soon, so keep an eye out for us there, too. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre.
This has been a Ghost Light Media production.